dancing stop what's happening with dancing things what's going on what's happening Hang on with dance and stuff <laughs> oh that was fun did you hear that I did. I, I, I did. I was listening on, on my end of it. Oh, well, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, everyone. You're where you are, and I'm where I am, and um, we're not going anywhere. Not anytime soon, it seems. Um, no, not Who yet. was that singing? Those were our friends who we met at the library from Australia. Oh, our Australian friends. I wish... We were there. <laughs> I really would prefer to be in that country at this moment. Uh, well, well, we'll hear all about what it's like in Australia right now um, in a series of voice memos that Will, Alice, and Caroline have sent us um, individually because though they act as a kind of work unit, they make up a, a dance performance collective called, I think, Alice, Will, Caroline or Caroline Will Alice, um, they um, they don't live together. So they had to record their voice memos separate from one another. So wow. Um, I guess we can, should we talk a little bit more about how we are before we delve into our listeners? Sure. Yeah. How are we doing? Well, we're, um, we're shopping and we're eating and we're, um, we're homebound. We're homebound people. We are homeward bound. <laughs> uh, absolutely. And um, it is... Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, for me, I feel like this is something I was panicking about over a month ago. And so now I feel... I mean, I think the thing that's... There's many things inside of it that's really hard. Our government is, the, is like a real uh, twist of the knife. And how long they were aware, how, uh, how inactive they were during that, um, how it is going to kill so many people because of that inactivity uh, with the amount that they are aware of, as well as just this masks and gloves thing. Did um, you see that we found N95 masks in our basement? I saw that. That's so fun. So we got those to Garen today. He... he uh, he swooped by on his bike uh, with his partner, and um, we kept a distance while doing the trade-off. Wow, that's so depressing. It was really hard to not hug him. That was hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's sad. It was sad. It, it was really sad. And the fury that I feel at this government where we're, people are, uh, you know, we're scrounging around. I mean, we're just like, oh, I wonder if there's like paint masks in the basement. And then they were N95s. And, um, but that's what we're getting to our medical workers because the government can't get these masks made um, or get everyone tested. Right. Uh, and yet has so much money. We have so much money here. The people who don't um, are being impacted by this, and that pains me. I just, yeah, I, I'm not in any sort of uh, cheery disposition 
uh, tonight, though I will say watching Charo's Instagrams has helped me immensely. I'd say Charo is really my, where I want to go in terms of oh, that's good. more of a, uh, someone I would like to model my way of being after more, but I'm not there. And how about you, Reed? How are you? Well, I feel a little stir crazy and I, I, I didn't think that I would be a person who would do, um, Instagram live dance classes, but it's truly the only thing that I do (laughs) as it turns out. So, uh, today I took two, I took Daniel Monti's, um, active release stretch class at 10 and Joe and Lauren in San Francisco joined me via FaceTime for that. So we did it together. And then I took Cunningham at 1 p.m., but that was only like 45 minutes. And uh, then I took a nap. I had a little bit of a headache. And uh, I ate tuna fish. And Out of the can? No, no. I made proper tuna salad with pickles and celery and red onion and mayonnaise. I went to the bodega Amazing. two days ago. I went to the bodega and I got Hellman's mayonnaise because I did not want Trader Joe's mayonnaise, which, as we all know, the only good mayonnaise is Hellman's. Is Hellman's. It's true. So um, that's what happened today. I, I, I brought out a bunch of knitting and I have my piano and various scores out ready to take on a project, but somehow I never have time to take on a project, though I have all the time in the world. It's interesting, isn't it? The collapse of the mind. Um, (laughs) uh, It's, uh, I'm just kidding. I don't think you're having a mental collapse. It's... No, I'm not. But I'm like, I think like, I'm just going to try to keep my body... Wow, can you turn your text messaging on? Oh, I think I know how to do that. Let's turn the volume down on my computer. There we go. I think that moving my body around each day, like with groups of people on Instagram live is is really good. And take, and I also have, um, Isabella and James's eighties dance workout. You can go to their like save stories and do that. That is really fun. That's just 16 minutes and that'll help you mind and body. Great. I also want to take that active release class. I mean, that sounds. I haven't taken anyone's classes I've been teaching, and that has been great. Um, I've been really glad to be there for the students and for us to proceed. Um, And that has been uh, helpful for them and helpful for me. The structure is, I do like structure. Um, But yes, it's, I'm glad you're keeping it in the day. I can always try to do that a little more. Um, so shall we get to our next yeah. person? Why are you are you staying up all hours? No, I'm like, I go to bed and then I wake up and am gripped by, the mornings are the hardest for me, but mornings are always, have always been hard for me. Um, the mornings are hard, so it's a real like, okay, put your feet on the ground and go and make the coffee. Yeah. Um, and then once I'm able to start going and uh, start working and responding to emails and um, however I can help my students or and certainly checking with friends and how can I help them, um, it's a time where I think 
I hope people realize how interdependent we are. I think this, what we're doing right now, you and I, is really helpful. I've ne- I feel like I'm in some kind of corporate office. I've never had so many screens and devices going at one time. I even have a pad for writing down notes. I have two different screens open on my computer with Jeremy explaining for us how to do what we're about to do. And please. I mean, Jeremy has really, he just, he plopped these pages in front of me. We have a whole script. Please God, let Jeremy this work. Ha- is, is producing this and please God, let this work. And um, uh, we'll now get into our first interview. Yeah. We've reached out to friends and listeners all around the world. And we've received it, uh, many, we've received many voice memos of people explaining their predicament wherever they are. So we're going to start in Australia with Caroline Meaden of Alice Will Caroline. And um, let's just get to it. Let's hear what she has to say. This is Caroline um, reporting from Kensington in Melbourne. And I'm just in my home surrounded by boxes and bits and pieces. I'm in the midst of moving. Luckily, I managed to find somewhere to move to shortly before all of this went down Um, and shortly before I lost all of my income. So, uh, yeah, I work front of house, so so art centre's closed for four weeks, although they are going to pay us for two of those weeks, so that's something. And, of course, I've lost a gig in Sydney and a few other things like that. And it's a, just a shitty time for the artists here. Um, I spent yesterday afternoon at Centrelink, um, which is our welfare uh, service provider, and just kind of trying to trying to figure that out. And, um, yeah, of course, the forms that they have available are not conducive to artists at the best of times and so I'm, I'm wondering how they're going to cope um, at the moment as well and hoping that the government can release some kind of stimulus package that will that will offer something to freelancers in the next in the next few days um, yeah <laughs> it's it's very strange and I'm worried and and um, but yeah just continuing to pack basically that, that that's what I'm doing and got the news running in the background <laughs> um you know for hours and hours and turning that off from time to time um moving furniture onto our front lawn so that people wandering by can take it <laughs> and I am also thinking of you guys over there and hoping that you're doing the right things and yeah, we'll um we'll keep you updated about how our strictly ballroom project is going, <laughs> and um yeah, sending you lots of love and hoping that something something changes soon for the better. All right, thanks. Bye. Oh well, thank you, Caroline. Thank you, Caroline. That was the first one I've heard. So, listeners, we haven't heard these we asked for people to submit them and then what reed and i are doing is we're listening to them and responding together it is hard to hear and i can imagine how a lot of these are going to (laughs) go um it's a particularly hard predicament right now for people who do art making or are freelancers and so 
Alice Will Caroline Company is definitely in a in a in a pickle. And um we're gonna wish them the best. And everybody please follow them on Instagram so you can watch their strictly ballroom stuff and support them and send them well wishes, etc. Um let's keep getting through Australia. I think it's all gonna be pretty bleak. So now we're gonna listen to Alice Dixon's response. And um, she's number two from Australia. Okay, we'll talk, we'll be right back. Hi, Reed and Jack. Alice from Melbourne, Australia here. Um, I thought I would give you a little update on where things are at in Australia at the moment with the coronavirus. So, uh, as of when was it? On Friday last week things really changed. Uh, I, I was at a show at the Art Centre and I came out to a whole lot of emails, um, things like uh, work in Sydney that had been cancelled, um, theatres were being theaters were closing down, um, and, and since then we've had a lot of our major institutions shut their doors for about a month. So, um, yeah, theatres, galleries, libraries, um, yeah, a lot of big public, public places have shut. Um, at the moment, schools haven't shut down, but I think that is going to happen as well. People are being told, if they can, to work from home. Um, and, yeah, things are sort of quiet on the street, and there's a really weird, weird feeling there. Um, artists are in a bit of trouble. We've basically lost all our work, um, and there's some lobbying going on um, to try and get the government to um, to help. The, the government's currently provided a stimulus package, but doesn't uh, that doesn't include freelancers or casual workers. So uh, people are in a bit of trouble at the moment. Um, I am pretty worried about you guys over in the United States. Um, as I'm sure you are as well. Um, just some things I've been reading about what's happening or what's about to happen over there is pretty troubling. So I hope you are doing all the right things. I'm sure you are. Stay inside if you can. Um, wash your hands. Uh, God, what else? It's just a, it's a weird, weird time. Um, yeah very strange to think that we were in, in New York about, I don't know, a month ago, and now this has happened. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass you over to Will or Caroline. They're going to respond to my voice memo. And, and yeah, we love you. All right. Stay safe. Bye. Thanks, Alice. Um, hi, Jack and Reed. Uh, it's Will here. Um, what can I tell you? Uh, I have just finished my own little period of self-isolation because uh, when I landed here, like the week after I landed here, I became sick with sort of relatively mild versions of all the symptoms they describe. And after a few days of like uh, joking about it and being like, Haha, imagine if um, some friends and the news and my own feelings made me be like, actually, I should go get tested. And so I went to a hospital with uh, 
lots of um like uh sort of anxious and busy nurses in sort of quarantine hazmat full head to tail coverings asking me to debug at each stage and then I sat in a room full of people like coughing with masks on describing the flights that they'd been on recently and um yeah I, I sat there for hours in this little room with um other likely suspects um suspected cases and um yeah then I eventually got uh, a swab stuck up my nose um and then I came home and just sat around the apartment for a best part of a week because uh they were so overwhelmed by results uh like by testing that they um their like time for the results just blew out um so since I've been sitting here I've been like um uh overdosing on news and social media and occasionally going for little solitary walks but luckily yesterday last night I um got a text saying that my result was negative which is lucky for me um some things I've been doing are watching the 1994 telly movie um the six part mini series of Stephen King's The Stand which is about a deadly apocalypse and then becomes a a, a sort of Christian morality tale um and then uh, I'm also working on this project that we have going where we try and make uh, members of Melbourne's community dance like dance community record um uh like Sorry, we, we're remaking Strictly Ballroom, the film from 1992, uh, with uh, members of the Melbourne dance community. So I've been working on that. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah, last the first week after I arrived, when I was the most sick, I was, like, coughing and spluttering like one of these people that Jack hates um, in the theatre. Uh, and there's, like, this competition that happens in Melbourne called the Kia Choreographic Awards, which is a sort of bizarre hybrid of like a sort of work in progress showing and a reality TV show with a $50,000 cash prize, a cash prize of $50,000. Um, and I was in the front row during that coughing like periodically. And I, as I was in my self-isolation, I kept having um, little flashes of anxiety that there would be a um, dance, Melbourne dance cluster, and I would be the Melbourne dance super spreader. But luckily, that shouldn't be the case. Okay, we love you. Bye-bye. Take care. We see all the news in New York and all the changed uh, situation with everything closed. Um, okay, bye-bye. See you. Uh, I didn't think it before we started recording this episode, but this might just be our most hilarious episode yet. You think so this is going to be your, oh, I get it. Irony. <laughs> yeah. I'm really like, who's going to listen? How are, are people going to be like, I can't. <laughs> are people going to just like stop and be like, I can't hear this. It is, each one is an anvil. 
Um, no, I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be not fun, but I think it'll be interesting. And I think, <laughs> I think it'll be, um, it'll be comforting to hear other people having a very similar experience around the world. Yes. Thank you, Alice. Thank you, Will. We went straight into Will from Alice, Will McBride. Yes. Caroline, Alice, Will, Will, Alice, Caroline, Alice, Caroline, Will, Alice, Will Caroline. <laughs> that's right. The last <laughs> really... one you said was correct. Alice Will Caroline. But that's not the order in which we listened. <clears throat> we no, heard it. We, we heard not, it. But it and is I wish... the order in which you'll. But it is the what? Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. That is the order in which you'll find them on the internet and on Instagram. Alice Will Caroline. Correct. Right. I mean, that is a really good title. Alice Will Caroline. I know. Do you for know what a group? I mean? Do you know what Alice is going to do? She's going to will Caroline. You know what Alice will do? She'll Caroline. <laughs> That's what it is. It's like, you know what Alice will do? What? Caroline. It's Incredible. Really, wow, there so you go. You guys. It's endless. You guys, Alice will Caroline, take it. Take that little uh, wordplay I did, which I'm sure you actually thought of when you did the title of your company. And, um, Will, we're so glad that you don't have the virus, though even if you had, we're certain you would have lived as a young person. I am, and I'm also deeply, like, talk about why I wouldn't want to go to get tested. You get put in a little room with a lot of people coughing. I know that sounded very stressful. Very, very stressful. I I would be like, I can't, I'm sorry, nope. I mean, thank God we have, we're... (laughs) starting to get these drive through testings in like Rochester. Um, It's also intense to hear them be like, we're worried about you. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm curious how, I mean, I've seen it actually. So I've seen like how low we, you know, we fall the lowest in terms of testing. Right. Here. And that is um, going to have devastating consequences for this country. Well, Australia, um, luckily, is very isolated. They have very yeah. few cases right now, and hopefully yeah. they'll all be well and good shortly and back in business. Right. I think I, for them, could see it hopefully being just a month. I do not see that being That'd the be case great. here. Um, oh, no, we're going to get a much longer vacation. We have so much vacation. Oh, here our, yeah, our big uh, vacation of... Um, uh, anxiety and uh, in increasing poverty. Um, it's really, <laughs> but as as we are really showing, um, capitalism is evil, and uh, it has been uh, a myth. It is not. Uh, it is not a functional reality. Um, all right. So now moving on, we're going to get into the fierce Harper Waters. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, other, uh, this tremendous Texan queen was on episode, what episode? Episode 68. Um, and uh, an icon and, uh, uh, an influencer, an influencer. That's right. An Abercrombie and Fitch model. Wow. The irony. It's incredible. I mean, that is crazy. That's that's really it's um, that makes sense to me. I get it. She's fierce. She's snatched, and um, they've come a long way, Abercrombie. Yeah, they really have. Uh, so now we're gonna get into Harper's uh Harper's response to our request. Love it. 
Hey, you two. It is Harper Waters checking in from Houston, Texas. I am a soloist with the Houston Ballet, and I'm a Capricorn. And I am currently on, I'd say, day four-ish of social distancing and hashtag self-quarantine life. Uh, in all seriousness, <laughs> right now is so chaotic, I would say, but chaotic in the sense that I have been by myself for <laughs> four days and it's not like that runaround craziness. Well, actually, it actually is that runaround craziness for those who think they're above this situation and decide to go to nightclubs and drink um, that I see on social media. But my chaos is more of a, what's going to happen? What are we doing? Uh, why? Um, why? You know, uh, today's March 16th. It is a Monday. On Thursday, March 12th, we were supposed to open our mixed rep. It was a world premiere by Trey McIntyre, a Yorma Elo ballet, and a Christopher Bruce ballet. We had done the dress rehearsals on Tuesday and Wednesday leading up to it, but uh, the morning of the show, we were told to uh, not come into work and that it would be canceled. Uh, we had a feeling that that was going to happen. We were seeing Pacific Northwest Ballet and San Francisco Ballet cancel their shows and I guess it's just a cycle of about the ballet world and scheduling that a lot of companies had shows during this time. And we were just, we were prepared for that. You know, it just seemed like the next step um, to take. But on Friday, the day after we were supposed to come in and rehearse for upcoming reps, uh, we took class that day, but following the morning class, we were told to go home. Uh, we would reconvene on Monday uh, but then that Saturday we were told you will, will all be put on a two-week layoff and um, we will reconvene April 1st. And the two weeks that you don't work now will be placed at the end of the season. So it it is a layoff period, which you could file for unemployment. And so that's where I'm at right now. I'm on layoff, um, trying to, I guess fight the uncertainty and anxiousness that is coming with what's going on in our world right now. You know, we as a company, Houston Ballet, take our cues from the CDC. And yesterday, them saying that there's an eight-week ban on gatherings and events with 50 people or more, that's frightening because that directly affects our world. You know, we could rehearse all we want, but if no one's coming to the show, out of safety, you know, what's the point? We're a company of over 60 dancers. How do we rehearse that? Uh, and how do we navigate that? So <clears throat> that's really where we're at as um, a company and myself. We are just kind of fighting the uncertainty of everything. And do you watch the news? Do you listen to the facts? How do you know really what is... Um, high drama or, um, you know, what is anxiety inducing? Uh, but for now, I am heavily involved in Love is Blind on Netflix. I am probably going to start the Real Housewives of Atlanta um, seasons again, just for, you know, cultural moments. And um, it's it's always, I feel like, 
the first few days feel luxurious because it's a break. My lower back has um, actually begun to release. But, you know, in all seriousness, the paycheck has to come in. You know, this is going to affect our our world. It's affecting freelance artists. It's affecting now the food industry. It's affecting people who rely on people to come see them perform, dance, and do their job. Um, so that is where the fear is at. And um, I'm Houston Ballet, I will say, is no stranger to rearranging their season, hashtag Hurricane Harvey. And we will come above this because we are a massive organization. Um, but that's not the case for everybody. So I, I, I'm interested to hear what other dancers' perspective is on this and how they're handling it. But right now, I'm really in limbo and, um, it's, it's, it's like, what, what else do you do? So, uh, thank you for letting me, um, speak and be a part of this little segment in your research journalism. I hope that everyone is, um, washing their hands and practicing social distancing. I can't reiterate that enough that you are not above it. People are not above it. And, um, you are helping to not spread a disease that could kill someone else. So um, keep that in mind. Um, There's some great uh, floor bar and um, home workouts on YouTube. I haven't done them yet because I would rather watch Netflix, but maybe it will come to that point. Um, But thank you guys, and I, I hope you all are staying safe and healthy. Lots of love. Harper. Bye. Oh, God. Oh, Harper. That was nice. Thank you for bringing some levity. That was good. Uh, Harper, I truly. I mean, what a queen. Uh, um, what a queen. And research also, journalism. That's what we're doing. <laughs> I really. Well, that is the hashtag for this episode. Is, this episode is episode whatever number it is at this point of our long form <laughs> art project but this episode is called research journalism thank you Harper, for the title <laughs> research journalism that's incredible it's really it's really good and um it is uh, and i do think for a lot of these larger ballet companies that there hopefully will be organizational support for them to survive and um, to take care of their members. And and it does then also, and I love that Harper's curious about what it, this is going to be like for other dancers, especially for dancers where that's not the case. Yeah. Again, I feel like well, having- I'll never end up like reiterating this enough, but the, the time of like kings and queens really has to come to a halt because a virus will can get to everybody. And we are seeing what it's yeah. like when you don't have a society and we don't have one and um this corporations are not yeah. people well it's interesting like google harper, just give us a little harper talking about how houston valley will be fine because they already have come together during yeah. the hurricane crisis i'm like yep yeah, they have learned from like something horrible happening to them and having seen them dance this year at city center they really look like a company that's incredibly unified it's amazing right. to see like what that kind of work can do, not only artistically, but like for their culture. So they were one of the best performances I saw last year. It was so amazing. Yeah. And I think it's this thing too of how 
should we really get on the other side of this, keep it in mind. I mean, I think that's the thing of, um, you know, the way in which, and there is this feeling in New York right now of the catastrophes that we've been through. Yeah. And how can we continue to come together? Um, and New York is really, what I'm seeing is a lot of it doing that, you know, well, whether it's people scrounging for masks in their basement or making food yeah. for people to deliver to them. Yeah. Um, that's all been, I've been posting some of those services on my Insta stories. Um, yeah. Let's hear a little bit about how this is being dealt with in a much more socialist country, which is Denmark. Um, we are going to listen to some words from our dear friend and colleague, Carling Talcott. Yes. How do you say her last name? I, Talcott. It's no, but she has another one, right? Her married steering. name. <laughs> right. I can't be right. <laughs> it's, um, Steenstra. Steenstra. Right. Steenstra. Steenstra. Right. Yes. Yes. I remember. Well, Yes, we did go to her wedding. That is married know, name. But for us, but she's, she's Carling Talcott. She we did was in your show. She really was. She did. Um, what does Albrecht do in Giselle? Entrechassis. Many of them. Yes, she did so many of them. She really can do those because she has that. Well, she has SAB training, but then she has that Born on Bill training, so she can really get yeah. those feet moving. Yeah, she really can. I'm going to make. I want you to want me public. Anyhow, um, all right. Absolutely. That is such a good idea. Let's listen to Carling. Hi, my name is Carling Talkatsteenstra, and I am in Copenhagen, Denmark, where I work with the Royal Danish Ballet. I'm recording this on Monday, March 16th, which is day five of the shutdown for me and many others. Um, last Wednesday, I got home from a day of rehearsals uh, to watch a press conference with our prime minister, Meta Frelixen, where she announced that Denmark essentially would be shutting down. This meant that uh, all cultural institutions, public offices, uh, daycares, and schools would be shut for a minimum of two weeks because of coronavirus. Um, the following days brought border closures and recommendations that from today, all bars, nightclubs, uh, discotheques, etc., be shut also for a minimum of two weeks, as well as any events or venues keeping their capacity to under 100 people. It has been a bit of a strange ghost town circus over here since then. Um, Wednesday night following the press conference, I decided to pop down to the grocery store to stock up on diapers, just because that is the thing in my experience uh, on holidays, etc., that uh, tends to go first. When I got to the store, I saw that many other Danes had the idea to go down and hoard supplies. Uh, I stayed in queue for 45 minutes. Um, and watched people stock up on toilet paper, milk, yeast, uh, and potatoes, mostly. Um, my husband works for a private company, and after a couple of days, they also decided to close for at least one week, uh, probably longer. So we currently have his, uh, his desktop 
and uh, with its special programs um, and second monitor set up in our kitchen. Every morning, uh, the ballet has a live streamed class at 10 a.m. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, one of our dancers teaches class uh, through our private Facebook group. And Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, a company pianist uh, plays live accompaniment uh, also at 10 a.m. for us to do our own exercises. Our premiere of John Neumeyer's Mahler's Third Symphony was sadly canceled. It should have been this last Saturday, and all performances and rehearsals are on hold for the foreseeable future until we figure out whatever is next. Um, we are preparing for our next production, which is Twyla Tharp's Come Fly Away, via self-rehearsal. We received uh, our spots to learn and videos uh, from the management yesterday, so I downloaded those last night and will start reteaching myself the material um, in my living room. My son is home as his daycare is closed, so we are trying, both my husband and I, to work full-time and occupy a two-year-old uh, as he runs around. Um... Small businesses have just received a promise from the government to help them through this. Uh, it won't be enough to save everybody, but it's better than nothing. Um, we have been instructed to go outside only as necessary, keep a distance from other people, um, like a mini quarantine kind of, uh, going to the Apotec, the pharmacy, they restrict customers to three at a time, uh, so buying lotion, anything like that can, can take a bit of extra time. Um, we are trying to keep spirits high and make do, but uh, yeah, making art and rehearsing yourself in your apartment is a bit both inspiring and sad at the same time. So uh, I think we're all just feeling a little bit lost and cabin fevery, and and hopefully people listen to the recommendations so that all of this can return to some sort of new normal as as soon as possible. But who knows? <sighs> that was the end. That was it. She said, "Who knows." <laughs> Wow, what an ending. Well, I mean, it's true. <laughs> I did appreciate sort of cultural differences. Um, I love that there was a run on yeast at the grocery store. That's incredible to me. Milk, yeast, and Everyone, potatoes. Everyone's making bread. Everyone in Denmark's Potato bread. bread. Yeah, incredible. Anyways, I guess. Darling, that was devastating <laughs> well i mean the thing that's so intense right is that i mean it goes to show the sort of um i mean and this was part of the even the thing of when i was like okay well uh, some of my colleagues who uh teach at bard but who also live in the city and they're deciding where they wanted to do this storm whether upstate or down here and right to hear from students up there that there had been a rush on a Hannaford's or that they had even been um, 
that students had been yelled at by people upstate. You know, this thing of uh, these, uh, these ideas of an idol or like, you know, this idea of, oh, it's maybe in Denmark, everyone's going to be just really chilled out. And, no. but you know, there's still a 45 minute queue. And yeah. well, I, I, and I also think one of the hardest positions to be left in during all this is to be a parent at home with a young child or babies. Cause there's, you have no break from them in this situation. Mm-mm. So you really don't. Wow. Carling, thank you for doing the work. And they're continuing to work. Yeah. And they're continuing to work. Carling and her husband are both maintaining a full-time job remotely while having their child at home. I love that the Royal Danish Ballet is like, we're going to have a pianist play alone in a room and you can listen to it and do your own exercises at home. That's that incredible. Sounds nice. Well, it's better than just listening to dumpy recordings over and over again. It's nice to have some live music. True. Okay. True. You introduce All right. Well, we're going to swing back across. I am going to. We're going to swing back across the pond uh, to a... My a real like Pisces sis for me. Like Ryan Walker Page and I have been FaceTiming a lot. I think my longest FaceTimes have been with Ryan. In history. Who Oh No during this. Like we've had a couple like two hour <laughs> FaceTimes. We FaceTimed last week when our er, was it last? I want to say their last. I don't know. Whenever I was on state last. What does Blanche Dubois say about what a, a day really is? a really long FaceTime. Like, she goes, don't you just love these days when a day isn't just a day, but a little drop of eternity drop in the palm of your hand. Exactly. And what I, and what I love, what I love from that is Christopher Durang, uh, famous American playwright, um, who I've done a premiere of, uh, did a, a parody of many Tennis Williams plays called Desire, Desire, Desire. <laughs> and it was, and in that, when Blanche says that to the paper boy, he goes, because Blanche in the play says that to a young paper boy, young, young man. And the young man in um, Christopher Durang's play goes, not really. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Blanche Dubois goes, well, fuck you then. <laughs> Um, Ryan Walker Page is truly one of the very few people on earth who can make me laugh so hard I cry um, and uh, really continually gets me. And uh, we have asked her to um, let us know how things are going in L.A. as a very much a, f- a freelance uh, work at call uh, dancer. I recently revisited his episode, episode 59, where he's talking about his own bullying and being pissed on. And you and I are shocked to silence before all of us erupt into hysterical laughter. So I'd recommend a good listen, episode 59. Absolutely go back to, to episode 59. And as I said to Ryan, cause we were talking last night and he said he had some real zingers and he was like, you know, I can't do that in just a voice memo. I really have to be on the call. So I, I was like, you will be a, a guest again. Absolutely. Oh, sure. of course. Because she is rollerblading around L.A. right now um, <laughs> to get around, to get around, <laughs> just picture it. To avoid to, people. Yeah, yeah. But also to not be in her car and spending gas. 
It's like yeah. when I was young and it was raining and I was like, if I run fast enough, none of the drops will get me. You know, mm. that's what he's doing. He's rollerblading fast enough to not get the virus. Rollerblading, f- roller, roller girl. All right. Here's our roller girl, Ryan Walker page. Hi, Jeremy, Jack and Reed. It is Ryan and I am reporting from Los Angeles. Things are pretty brutal. Um, I'm just fresh from a two-hour hunt at six in the morning to find toilet paper. All the stores are out. This has been just the most recent installment of a five-day search. Um, There are ways around that, though. Like, I can wash there. I, I don't know why that has been foregrounded as, like, my main concern. It's just sort of taken the face of, like shortage mentality and everyone pulling out a whole new job description. Um, What really has rocked my shit, and I think I can speak for a lot, is just the loss of work on all fronts. I had two clients going to Coachella and like five music videos coming down the pipe. Within 72 hours, all of them dissolved. And four out of five of them, I can't get a kill fee because the way the payment structure was, it's just like a flat fee after the fact. So the empty handedness is like just jarring. And while I appreciate these memes that are circulating that are like, well, Shakespeare wrote King Lear during his quarantine. What are you going to do? I'm just sort of like, fuck off that is just such a self-setup and um like can't we just take a beat and like put our sensitivity back together again and like just figure out what the fuck is going on and if something artistic gets legs and runs around in the world because of it great but I wear no such burden that is not our cross to carry I think this is just sort of roll up your sleeves and sit down and make it through kind of thing. Um, I'm like curious about these like resource lists that are starting to circulate too. Um, They all seem really convoluted and unclear when like sort of the elephant in the room is like, okay, but what about the money for freelancers? And they all seem to sort of leak out sideways into overbooked therapist referrals. So like there's these like well-meaning offers for sure, but nothing that exists in like a practical realm of like remedy. Um, Yeah, I don't really, like almost all film and TV stuff has stopped, which is like the bulk of my work. Certainly all live performance. And, you know, empty theaters, filled grocery stores. That's sort of what's happening. Um, Empty churches, filled grocery stores. So it's just wild to keep taking a temperature on, like, what seems to matter and what, which is obviously food. So that is totally understandable. But, yeah, I'm just feeling very a Sylvia Plath bumping into walls, like princess in the castle. How am I going to navigate life outside? I'm a little just like, what's the word cooped up. Um, and I just cannot, I do not 
have the forethought to, well, no one does to know what the shelf life of this is going to be. Like, surely this cannot be life for a long time. But, like, all guesses point to yes. So I am just trying to, like, band together, try to keep in touch with people that make me smile and can bank some sort of, like, oh, you too, me too moments with. Um, Obviously not in person, but FaceTime has been super cute. Um, And it is just a really hard thing to wrap my mind around of like what the next steps are um, and like how to sort hysteria from good precaution. Like, girl, I don't think we have like really a precedent for how to deal with this. Um, I'm just loving the online classes and stuff to give my day some sort of semblance of structure. Oh, and that's my five minutes. Love you guys. I have to say, Ryan Walker Page is one of the smartest people I've ever met in my entire life. He's very um, clever. Her, her, when we, and there is this way, this is such sidebar, but like the day her and Jamie Devine meet and are able to talk, oh. that those, that dialogue must be recorded because. I hope we see it. It is, I called Jamie this past week and he was like, ugh, but where to even begin to pull the yarn on this one? I mean, I'd, like, phrases like that, come on. And Ryan Walker Page, always, always, she's... They are, they're real contemporary universe savants. They really are tuned in to pop culture and their geniuses. Yeah, well, and Ryan is also, his ability to really at once hold the groundedness of reality that yes everyone's guess points to that this is going to be a long time with his incredible spirit uh and sort of spirit naturedness of um under you know understanding these ideas of sitting and waiting and uh I really relate to this kind of like apartment roaming that he sort of evoked in his description. We all do. Absolutely. Sylvia Plath bumping into walls as if I wasn't already there. Totally been finding all kinds of strange surfaces in this apartment where you're like, I've never been here before. That happened because Jeremy rearranged a a space in our apartment and I sat down in it and I was like, this is nice. (laughs) last night I was sitting in my bathroom on the floor next to the tub and I was like well this is a new place yep it really is sitting in different places in your apartment that feel new I realized that pretty soon I'm going to open my window and anyone who walks by I'm going to say I love you (laughs) and that feels also like in my sister's hand with Ryan Walker Page I can really see her doing the same thing um Ryan you're such an incredible choreographer Ugh, and dancer and artist. You. And um, uh, I, uh, I, w- I want us all to find a way to get her toilet paper. Uh, um, all right. She has to poop. So um, I mean, we all, everyone has to, but as Justin Bond pointed out in her, in her, her recent Insta story thing there, you know, in Europe, it is called a bidet. 
And as I said to Ryan last night on the phone, the sink can be a bidet. (laughs) You know, you can hop up on that. Any of you who have ever like gone over and turned a trick with someone real quick and need to just make sure everything's okay back there. You just Uh hop up on the sink and it's a bidet. Wow. Okay. Okay, good advice from Jack. Um, Now we're popping right back across the pond, not quite so far, but to Great Britain. And we're going to listen to Louise Bennett, who's someone I met when I was last there at the Barbican Shows for Pam. She introduced herself to me as a listener, which was so lovely. And I reached out to her to please let us know what it's like there right now. And she is a teacher and choreographer. And um, here's her voice memo. Let's see what it's like there. Hello, hello. This is Louise Bennett. I'm currently in London um, at this crazy time. Um, So I am a ballet teacher primarily. I work with companies and colleges here in London and um, a little bit in mainland Europe as well. And I also work as a rehearsal director and a choreographer and I do some company managing as well. So I'm doing all of those things freelance. So as you can imagine, my uh, the majority of my work has kind of evaporated overnight. Um, what's happening here in London is that, you know, pe- people are very scared, of course. Um, the cases are going up and up, but we're not being told to be tested. So anyone who suspects they have the virus just has to stay home for... Um, I think it's seven days at the moment. Um, And then if you are multiple people in a house, you have to all stay home for 14 days to take into account the incubation bit of it. Um, So there's that, but we're in a very strange moment policy-wise because um, Boris Johnson has advised people not to go to places where there are other people, basically. Uh, So... Don't go to the theatre, don't go to pubs, don't go to restaurants. But he hasn't enforced any cancellations of performances or anything like that. So the the theatres have to choose to close, which, as I understand it, invalidates a lot of insurance. Um, but I think they're kind of looking at that today. But it's, yeah, financially not great for people, um, the, especially the self-employed part of the, um, the UK is looking at a very bleak few months. Um, so that's, it's really frustrating that to look after your health and the health of others, you have to basically go bankrupt, um, and I'm sure the situation is similar over there in America. We are extremely lucky to have the NHS, but the frustration that I and many other people here in the UK are feeling is that the government hasn't really acted fast enough to uh, prevent the NHS from being totally overwhelmed once the peak of it does arrive. Schools are still open, dance colleges, some of them are still open, which seems so risky to me. Um, pubs are still open. The ones that are just thinking, you know, we can't afford to close, they're still open, which is madness. Um, but you kind of, the government are putting people in this awful position of having to choose between health and money. So that's what's going on here. Um, People are scared. People are hoarding. I think it's getting a bit calmer today. I went to the supermarket today 
and things were okay. I mean, there are shelves and shelves that are just empty um, where sort of the dry goods should be. Um, but we only saw one small fight erupt. <laughs> so as, uh, it wasn't too bad. And actually, at this time, we, we really should be trying to support small businesses as well for our essential stuff. And my friend and I went to couple of small supermarkets in the area where we live and um, they had supplies of things that people want so but people are just not thinking to go to those smaller places so I found the mother load of um, ginger and I bought a a moderate amount of it just to see me through the next few days for the whole uh, immune system and yeah we're just taking it day by day and hoping that the government take some more um, kind of definitive measures because it all seems a bit wishy-washy at the moment. Um, close the schools, tell everyone they've got to go home, give people financial support. Um, yeah, it's very bad. But the the dance community, at least, is certainly sort of banding together and being very positive and uh, online classes and stuff are happening and and no one's making any money out of that but it's still you know at least people are putting something positive out there into the world and um, and that's another reason that I'm very glad that you're continuing the podcast please keep going you're going to help so much of us so many of us through this uh, very very difficult time and uh, I'm sending you lots of good wishes and I hope you're okay and not too stressed and please keep going and sending you lots of love and healthy thoughts. Um, okay, bye. Oh, it made me think of this PJ Harvey song where she sings, Oh England, Oh America, and that's the chorus. Oh America, oh England. Though they sound cooler and smarter, England is just as shitty. I mean, well, in ter- I mean, they're it's, it's true in the government, our governments, and the how uh, where it seems we are pretty close in uh, in terms of which one has um, shittier leadership. Totally, I can't. Bl- I mean, the not shutting down of things. I'm sure. They've since been shut down since she sent that voice memo. But my God, and the whole notion of them not mandating that the theater shut down to prevent insurance payouts is evil. It's just horrible. It is. But also thank you, Louise, for the health advice. And we're glad you have all that ginger. Yes. Yes. Supposedly, absolutely. It is. This is a time to really be warming. Oh, it's uh, definitely make the virus doesn't make Alison Roman's chickpea stew. It'll really blow your hole out. Whoa. You did make (laughs) that last night. I did. And did you feel like it blew your hole out? Um, I feel okay. I mean, it definitely, as you're eating it, it gets everything flowing because it's spicy and hot and it gets your mucus moving. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I make, uh, I just put raw ginger into the juice that I make. Excellent. Um, and then make Jeremy drink that. 
Oh, thank you, so, Louise. That was terrific. Louise, thank what you. What a pleasure. Well, to what hear about an the fight? Like Say again. Oh, what about that fight? I that know. people are like, I'm mad at you, and I'm gonna like come to fisticuffs at a time when it's like all they have to do is just cough in your face and maybe kill you. I saw. I a, mean, I saw a young woman get chased out of Trader Joe's a few days ago. I think she was trying to steal. You saw a young woman get chased out of Trader Joe's. Yes. Wow. Anyways. The other thing about this whole shopping thing is people are not keeping a six-foot distance. No, they're not. That is not not. happening in New York, and I'm sure that's not happening there. And it doesn't sound like from Carling's during it was happening there either. Anyhow. um, Well, actually, in Denmark, it might be since they're only letting five people into the pharmacy at once or whatever. That was... The pharmacy, but I don't think the store. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? I do, and I don't. Um, I do, Everyone six-foot diameter just find that there is the space it's just like it's the same thing with come on rich people you have to i know help these people out we everyone waiting in line yeah waiting in line at trader joe's these young women stood very close to me behind me and i thought why are you doing that you know the rules oh my god i mean jeremy and i got went to our local grocery place to small local business to get things and as we were, this was Tuesday, and as we were checking out, the woman checking us out just went, <coughs> just a short, dry, uncovered cough. Well, and I, gosh. it's just, I want people to wake up to how they behave. Um, all right. Okay. So now we're moving uh, across the English Channel. We're going into Monte Carlo, and we're going to listen to a friend, former New York City ballet dancer, present ballet Monte Carlo dancer, Christian Torzianski. And uh, let's hear what he has to say, how things are going in uh, luxury. Hi, Reed. Hi, Jack. I hope you guys are well. I'm sending all my love to New York. Um, my name is Christian Torzianski, and I am a dancer with the Ballet de Monte Carlo, so basically the south of France. Um, what is it like here? It's it's crazy because, you know, I live on the Mediterranean and the sun is shining, the sea is beautiful, and this virus is now heading, coming, affecting our way. Um, as of today, we're on lockdown for 15 days. Traveling is prohibited. Um, and if you are to leave your... If you're, if you need to leave your house, you uh, must have a certificate um, that the government supplied online. Um, you should print it out or handwrite it just saying, you know, because groceries and pharmacies are still open and doctors, of course, hospitals. Um, but you have to write the reason um, of leaving your house. Um, luckily, I also have a dog, so that is allowing me to to exit my house um during this crazy time um yeah but i don't know it's crazy it's uh it's it's still hard to believe that this is happening um and also just watching the news and seeing what's happening over on the east coast and all over america um it's really really scary but i think we just have to stay positive and you know, this, this will, this will pass at some point. Um, but I don't know. I was watching a video on, um, Vox, this, uh, 
network and they were saying this is the most important time to stay in away from people to isolate yourself because this is the time that we can flatten the curve and and make um you know the the craziness a lesson for the hospitals and everything that's happening um if we start now then it'll it'll hopefully hopefully get better um in the coming weeks um because i mean i was i heard that in the next two weeks is when the virus is really going to peak so which is scary because honestly i don't know anyone personally that's that has it but um yeah it's really affecting everybody um yeah i'm i'm cooking more i just made my first uh um, salt cake, like, uh, I made my fresh dough, you know, by myself. Um, nothing store bought here. I don't know. I, I really send my love to everyone in America and yeah, we'll talk to you guys soon. Big kiss. Ciao. Did he say, did he say salt cake? He said salt cake. Do you know what that is? No. And then he said fresh dough. I thought, what on earth? Fresh dough. Salt cake. Fresh dough, no idea. Anyways, that sounds very exotic. Monte Carlo, richy rich. Um, see, Jack, yet another reason why you need to get a dog. Oh, so that I can, so I am able to be like, I have to walk my dog. Yeah, so you'll have to, so you can leave. Jeremy has been more and more on it. And I was like, oh, maybe it's because he heard this. As I was listening to it, I thought maybe it's because he heard this interview. And he was like, I'll get a dog and then we can go out of the apartment. <laughs> leave it to the French to give you paperwork. Totally. Well, Christian, ever the optimist, thank you for sort of trying to find the silver lining yes. in all of this. That was great. Yeah. Um, we have one more voice memo in this part of the pod before we take a break. Yes. Well, this is going to be part one because this is a this is going to be a two parter. It's it's uh, it's long, but it's it's for people who are perhaps uh wanting to connect with others going through this experience um in the dance community so this is part one and we're going to be concluding part one with lauren strongen and joe walsh and they have they're friends of the pod multiple times over episode 45 episode 73 episode 82 episode 144 honestly don't understand how that's possible but and lest we forget, they're also the dance and stuff when, you know, on our YouTube channel, Dance and Stuff, where there's a lot of videos, including In the Closet, which I believe will make you laugh. Um, Definitely. That's our best video. Us, that's, I mean, it's you, but it's our best video. Thank you, Jeremy. Yes, Jeremy. Well, I mean, Jeremy is really always the pro, um, but they did uh, the recipe for savory oatmeal. That's right. That page sort of read to our audience. That page then made. Exactly. Oh, delicious. Different ingredients. Okay, so here's Lauren and Joe. Um, hello. Hello. Hello, uh, Dance and Stuff listeners. We are um, Joe Walsh and... Lauren Strongen. Coming to you live from... Well, it won't be live, but... Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, we're coming to you some from some edited version of us uh, in the future from San Francisco. We are on day one of our official mandated... Social distance, lockdown, but Orson, stop. No, stop it. Sorry, our dog is trying to hump us. <laughs> no, can we, we can't we use that. Have to start over. <laughs> I think, we have to start I think over. you can edit that. No, 
All right. Well, let's start over. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Dance and Stuff. Hello, Dance and Stuff listeners. This is Joe Walsh and Lauren Strongin. We are on day one of our mandated lockdown. Um, the three of us here in San Francisco, our dog Orson being the third. Some of you might not have been through a mandate yet or are just starting as well. Um, it means that we can't go outside unless we're exercising or walking our dog or going to the grocery store or the pharmacy. Um, so we're kind of like figuring out what that means. Lots of cooking and we started a really great pottery, British pottery show. Oh yeah. So fans of <laughs> Great British Baking Show, you should tune into YouTube and find the Great Pottery Throwdown, <laughs> <laughs> which there's three seasons ready to stream. Uh, I don't know if there's commercials or not. They weren't in the first one that we watched, but we recommend recommend highly recommend it. Also, it's it's not an appetite. It, like you don't get like starving when you watch it, like Great British Baking Show, which I think is great for this time when we're supposed to be like rationing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we we're really just like day one. But um, unfortunately, it means that I don't get to perform, um, which really blows. And I think that's kind of where everyone's falling at the moment. If you're in season or you're about to go into season, we're all missing out. But, you know, I, I, I kind of find myself thinking at least it's all of us and we can all try and make something at home together. And we're happy that we can send in a recording and tell you where we're at. So stay safe and healthy. Socially distanced. And <laughs> <laughs> we loves you. We loves you. That was wonderful. Oh, we loves you, Lauren and Joe. They're true, tr- true dance and stuff oh, citizens. To uh, come leave on it. And only talk about television. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure that was deeply, deeply pleasing for you. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and leave it to Jeremy to, to, to keep it up, to keep it all in. Um, every now and then Jeremy pulls out the naughtiness of his Leo rising. Um, I've been seeing a lot of Lauren and Joe on FaceTime as we, we do our stretching together. We're going to be doing some cooking together. We're planning to do a bake together. So they've been really keeping me company at home. I love that. Oh, I love that. And Orson, a huge, disgusting bulldog who's more lovable than lest anything. we forget an Orson. I mean, what a pup. He's so cute. He's such a cutie patootie. Okay, ladies and other, this is going to conclude part one so that you can have a break, a respite, not feel like, where did I pause this episode? Because we're just going to have a second one that comes right on out. That was really fun. I had a great time. I'm so glad. I cried immediately on our first one. (laughs) (laughs) I got to laugh some with Harper and Ryan. uh, Ryan, for sure. Absolutely. And, um... And I loved hearing from other people who I haven't met, um, but who you know, and um, like Louise and Christian, and uh, sending sending our love, our love, love, love to our Australian um, friends and and everyone through the dance community and beyond. 
this is this is a real time of and this thing too as Christian brought up you know flattening the curve I again it's like this is it, this needs to happen across the boards this also needs to be happening monetarily oh, yeah we have a big peak of money in certain pockets and that needs to flatten out to take care of people yeah um it's uh as really to to go to loop back to Ryan it's you know not overbooked therapy sessions that are going to become necessary <laughs> shortly it's food right and shelter um all right well age another we're gonna sign off for right now and then um come back with part two of dance and stuff's research journalism <laughs> of we, the coronavirus plague as it is affecting the dance community internationally we loves you and we'll never stop louise we'll just keep going forever we'll never stop we loves you should i stop yeah. the recording okay jeremy says stop and we're gonna Okay, hi, Hello, ladies welcome. Hi, welcome. Hi, hi, uh, we're here. Hi, we're here. It's okay, Reed so, and Jack. Yeah, you need to go to iTunes. Have you heard of iTunes? Go there. It's and we need a, you to um, rate, what you call it? comment. It's a storage thing for music and sound. <laughs> you're going to go to iTunes and you're going to go to Dance and Stuff podcast. And rate and comment. And you also have to subscribe, absolutely. And subscribe. And because the more comments we get, the more listeners we get, and then the more people you can talk about this podcast with. Uh, also, also, don't forget that we are still on YouTube. We have a bunch of videos we made. Go check them out. And not also, only made, you can also watch videos we like. Yeah, that's true. You can also watch videos that we like. Also, uh, we have a Patreon. Please consider supporting us. And um, because and I would say, here's my recommendation. Knowing the demographic of our supporters, uh-huh. cap it off at five. Don't think that you need to give us any more than $5, because if all of you gave us $5, we would build the Dance and Stuff Center for Podcast Education Upstate. Tea, so honey, tea. this is basically our Kickstarter, like Marina Abramovic. Except we'll follow through. Thank yous.